Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp, and on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization, brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Father John, I'd like to welcome you back to the Encounters Podcast. Hello, Michael. How are you today? Very good. It's uh, a grey, rainy day, but uh, it wasn't on the weekend, and I'm going to be telling you something about what happened on the weekend. Okay, well, we're looking forward to hearing about it. Why don't you take it away? Okay, so as I say, a lovely weekend, sun was shining, you could really feel the heat of the sun, which is unusual for this time of year in England, as most people would know. But um, I met up with a friend uh, in the afternoon at a cafe, and we did have a, the intention of, um, we'd meet up, we'll spend an hour, go our separate ways, and see who we meet, you know, in terms of who God will put our way, have an encounter, hopefully. So anyway, we thought we'd start off at the cafe to meet up, and then have a cup of tea and then move out. But uh, over the, the next hour, um, it's interesting what, what, what happened really. Uh, so there's me having a mug of tea outside, chatting away with my friends. Uh, a one man walked by, he stopped at the door of the cafe that we were outside of, waded up, shall I go in, shall I not go in? Paused a few seconds and then went off. But just before he went off, he kind of caught my eye a bit. He kind of recognized or saw me, observed me, and I saw him. He walked off. A minute later, he walked back. And this time, he went into the cafe, got a drink, and then he, he sat outside, so a, a kind of adjacent to, to myself and my friend there. Immediately, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, this man maybe might be open to a, a conversation, an encounter. So um, I just started kind of general conversation as he's sitting there on his own, looking outwards. To the, to the road. I just, hi, do you live around here? Um, are you local? And just got talking about things there, you know, so a very general kind of detail. Easy chit-chat, as we'd say in England. <laughs> he said, yeah, I am from around here, but then he readily told me about his parents. Uh, his father was from the Middle East. His mother was from way up in, in the north of England. He said a good bit about more about that, and I remember kind of remarking in a with a smile on my face, there's a good old mix of, of people there and, and nationalities, etc. Then I, I told him a little bit about myself. I, I, I said, I'm from here, grew up in the city. I had my collar on, so you could see I was, I was a church man of some shape or form. Uh, and I just told him I run a church a, a few miles away. Uh, I talked a little bit about myself then and the parish, only briefly, mildly interested, I presume, so I didn't go to, on too long. I got a prompt then, having kind of introduced that aspect and talking to church i started getting the prayer going to the holy spirit a bit more are you connected in the church yourself with the church yourself he said i used to be miss church in 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 the city but as far as i'm concerned they're all hypocrites and as he said that all hypocrites is kind of a a real negative tone a little bit of body language with it as well like you know I've, i've i don't i keep far away from this now i got the impression normally i'd kind of dig a bit on this but i just got the impression the way he said it in his body language not to delve into that negativity yet kind of hold it in mind but not to delve into it so he said he'd been to that church felt they were all hypocrites and wasn't going anymore so i thought let's bring this up to date do you have a faith still i asked him 
Yes, he said, I believe the, the Holy Spirit is in me. So seems like, okay, that's quite a positive answer. He didn't elaborate on it so much. So uh, I just said, well, do you pray? He kind of looked at me like, well, yeah, the Holy Spirit's in me. I pray. You know, so he's a little bit edgy in a way. So although he's having a conversation and kind of saying things, uh, I just I was kind of cautious with that. And he mentioned then that um, in the scriptures, it says, go to your room and pray in private. So I pray in private. Now, obviously, this, this was connected with his experience in the church, obviously, and, and that's how he coped with things and did things. I did try and extend that bit about, you know, Jesus does like us to come together. Yeah, it's good to pray in our private room, etc. That is in, in the scriptures, but Jesus does like us to come together. Then he, he came out with a, another line that in the man he said, they're all hypocrites, is people are against me. He said it sharply, a little bit of anger. He's still looking outwards. He wasn't looking at me when he said that. He's looking outwards. And just said, you know, well, why is that? And he just kind of repeated, oh, people are against me. He didn't seem to want to elaborate. Maybe he couldn't. Sometimes I think people resign themselves to a statement in their head about how they relate to the world, and it's generic, and it's not actually that specific. So he, did, he just kind of repeated it and didn't say any more. I wasn't too sure where to go with, with this now because I was picking up his body language. He's kind of answering my questions, but I didn't feel, again, it was still right to dig a bit more on, the, on those areas. Kind of, again, praying to the Holy Spirit. So it went quiet for a time. Father, were you tempted to just bail out of that conversation? I mean, he's not terribly chatty. He's His body language is not welcoming. And his responses are a bit gruff or almost rude. Did you, Was there a party that just said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go back to drinking my tea. <laughs> you're, you're hitting the, the, the mark right on, right on the spot, to be honest, because exactly at that point, it all went quiet. And I thought, Maybe this isn't going anywhere anyway. You know, I'm not sure where to go with this, you know. But I thought, okay, okay hold on. Just so I continue praying with the Holy Spirit. We just entered then a little bit more casual conversation. So like I say, he's responding, but he's kind of, he seems a bit dislocated from it in a way. He mentioned this then, and, and in that further conversation, he, he started, he did say a little bit more of people like keep telling you how to live your life. You know, what is good and what is bad, he says. And, and he didn't like that. So he's obviously, again, it's a little bit of kind of anger coming out from his past experience, linked back to the church that he had gone to, where they're all hypocrites. He said, they make divisions, he said, between those who believe and those who don't believe. You know, the believers are all going to heaven and the other ones aren't. And I, I don't like that division. He said, they're all hypocrites. I could see then that there's a little bit of, of a, a backstory to this, but he was very careful what he was going to say or how he's going to or, or how much he was going to reveal by this time he'd finished his drink and he kind of stood up right and thinking okay this this conversation um is, is going to terminate very soon he then said though he said jesus is for everyone it's not for it's not for anyone to judge and then he came out with a phrase which uh, quite a theological phrase in, in amongst this was i believe in universal salvation so uh again i, I thought okay you know where we go with this Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm slightly surprised, like I say, the, the theological phrase then, I, I believe in universal salvation. I, I then did engage, and this is this is where it kind of took a turn. It's obviously part of the truth of how Jesus speaks in the gospel. He's died for everyone, but you've got to buy into this. You've got to, you know, you, you've got to turn your heart to it, say yes to it. So I, I kind of said, well, we do have to make a choice for God in faith. 
Uh, and then he kind of reacted quite strongly against me. There you go. See, people judging again, those who believe, those who don't believe. <laughs> so right. I'm thinking, oh, I've kind of blown it, really, because I've, I've engaged maybe a little bit too fast in a bit of a, a kind of a theological point there without maybe giving him a bit more space for himself. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I've blown it. And he'll probably just walk off now. And he wanted to put his empty mug back into the cafe and, and go off. Now, at this time, my friend who stood next to me almost kind of salvages the conversation a little bit. Um, I just stay silent now. I thought, okay, <laughs> I'm backing out in a sense. Let's see what happens with this. The friend continued the conversation in a slightly softer angle and talked about how, how God loves each and every one of us. But he will never force his way into our lives, which is turning it the other way around. Not about people judging, you know, we're believers, non-believers, heaven, hell, whatever. Turned it around a nice way of God never forces his way into anyone's life. But we do have that, that free will. You know, we, we do have a choice. He listened a little bit more to this. Having kind of won him over a little bit by, by what she, he was saying, he was still a little bit kind of, what's the word, teasy about things. Uh, uh, but she said, can I give you a prayer card? Because she thought soon he's going to be walking off, you know, put his mug back in a cafe and walk off. So he took it and looked at it. Then he, he reads it, and this is what it actually said on this prayer card. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at Christ, you'll be at rest. So he read it, and then he wants to give it back to you. He said, that's not right, he said. God lives in all of us, whatever you are. God lives in all of us. So again, she trying to try to re-emphasize. He wants to be in everyone, but you know he won't force himself. You know, he, love doesn't force. Love can't force. It doesn't work like that. Again, he he listened a bit, and uh, the good thing was, although he's going to hand the prayer card back, saying no, I don't believe in it. He listened a bit more, and then put the prayer card into his pocket. Then he he went back into the cafe, kind of farewells, quick farewells, nice meeting you, etc. And, and off he went. So it's an interesting one because in one sense, I feel I lost that conversation. I should have been a bit more, I don't know, patient or whatever with that, picking up on that edginess, that wanting to talk and not wanting to talk. He's a bit of a, a kind of a character that seems to be wandering around on his own, a bit isolated, you know, living in his own world. And maybe it's quite un unusual then for someone to kind of break in with a conversation of that nature. Um, and maybe I should have slowed down a bit to deal with it. But then, you know, like I say, we don't know. The only thing I, I feel in terms of the whole encounter is myself and my friend have prayed for an encounter that afternoon. And, you know, we never know where this is going to go or where the Holy Spirit will lead us. Maybe it was meant to be that I was meant to do part one and she was meant to do part two. And it gave him a bit of thought that maybe might have got him thinking a bit differently. We can never tell. We do it with good intention. We did it with prayer before and, and during and after. And maybe that was how it was meant to, to turn out. With, with that prayer card in his pocket, maybe he'll reflect on that. He also came over to you. Like, remember you said he saw you and then went away and came back and said, does that not tell you that even though he kind of didn't want to have the conversation, but he kind of did at the same time? Yeah, and that, that's what I was aware of. And that's maybe um, why I was feeling, hang on in here. Holy Spirit is a bit puzzling, this one. He was he was answering, but limited kind of truncated answers. But like I say, the fact that he, he caught my eye, then he walked away, came back. He could have sat inside, decided to sit outside. 
table next to me, et cetera. You know, those are indications. But like I say, I, this this general demeanor of someone who's a little bit lonely and isolated, a little bit kind of disconnected, maybe just not used to those conversations and, and hence that, that kind of reticence linked with also wanting to talk. And what was going on inside of you as you were sort of getting pushback from him? In one sense, what that context that we did, we picked up on, this is like too uh, almost brought about by, by God in, in a way. Why, why did he catch my eye? Why is he sitting here? The way he was, he could have had his back to me, but he didn't. So a certain kind of openness in body language and, and movement of where he sat, et cetera, but like I say, in the conversational sense, a little bit kind of limited. So uh, that's what got me to hold on, because sometimes you, you do have to hold on. You have to have quiet spaces to let the person adjust or, or whatever or not feel pressured. My immediate thought was, as I say, at that point, that I'd blown it when he kind of reacted angrily to me verbally. But I, maybe, as I say, God was going to use my friend to do the second part. I want to go back to the, to the start of the encounter, Father. And this may not seem, this may seem trivial, but I think it's actually really important. How did you start that conversation? Because you said you asked him where he was from, but I think there's many people, including myself, who are just reluctant to start a conversation with a stranger. So how do you do that? What, what do you often say to them? Yeah, it's, I'm just used to doing this now, you know, just, I mean, the man's sitting on his own. So I just give it a go. Do you make a comment about the weather or about the place that you're sitting or the shoes he's wearing? The, the place where we were, you, you, you get tourists there. So that's why I kind of asked, are you a local as opposed to a tourist? Um, that was my, my context for, for, that, for that question. You've got to get a starter. I just always jump in with two feet with, with starting sentences and people respond or don't respond. You know, Most people are friendly, but uh, just take it from there. I think as well, this, this connect, that, that's that point of connection, isn't it, that we're always stressing. That's get everything started is, is a friendly face, a little bit of conversation, especially with someone sitting on their own. You know, immediate thing is it could be quite lonely. Maybe I haven't spoken to anyone all day or week. You know, give it a go. Nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. And did you think at any point of digging deeper into some of the kind of bold statements he made about you know everybody being a hypocrite to try to understand where that was coming from? Do you think that was necessary to go right not, into that? Yeah. Normally, I'd I'd dive straight into those things with open questions about it. You know. With, or, or what was your experience, et cetera. But it's odd because that three-way conversation, you, the other person, and the Holy Spirit, and it was almost, I was just pick, picking up, and again, it, it's split-second stuff. Don't go digging too much there. You know, that's that's a, a raw spot. And it's just the, the way he said it as well, you know, that um, the, the demeanor in which he said it, his face changed a bit. So I thought, okay, you, so you log it, you remember it, you might come back to a later date or later point, but at the time... I felt no, just see where what, what else might transpire. So uh, it, was, it was a challenging one for me. It wasn't an easy flowing one. It's challenging, but I still felt the need to, to hang on in there. I think there's something in this, you know, and yeah, the Lord doesn't, with encounters, they, they, sometimes, like I say, a, a person can maybe react in, even or seemingly a negative way, but it's what the Lord does with it afterwards. You know, maybe they, they get to reflect, um, hence uh, we're, kind of pleased he took that prayer card because it, it is a is a very kind of profound but gentle message to it about the other side of the prayer about jesus on the cross 
in, in terms of his arms are nailed open to embrace you. His feet are nailed in place because he's not going to walk away from you and all that. You know, kind of lovely aspects of, of the crucifixion being put into a very understandable way for someone who's, who's troubled inside, especially as, as he, he was. Well, I'm grateful that you persevered in that conversation, Father. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for doing that. And thank you so much for sharing this story with us. Okay. Thank you, Michael. As always, it's a pleasure. It is great having you with us for the Encounters podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use. This will ensure you get every episode right to your device. We also would love for you to join our free Mission Made Possible sessions, which will prepare you for one-on-one evangelization. Contact us through the website linked in the show notes. We can't wait to have you join us.